Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Suns Report podcast. Welcome to Taco Tuesday. I'm no. not doing that. You're not going to do that? No. That's okay. already trademarked. Is it? No, he had, he tried to have a trademark. Oh, man. Not. LeBron, don't find Sorry. me. Don't hurt us. Oh, my name is Matthew, by the way. <laughs> and my name is John, and welcome to the Suns Report podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network simply by pressing that little subscribe button on whatever platform you're currently listening to this on. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, whether it's the Suns Report itself, at the Suns Report, or myself, John, at Darth Voita. D-A-R-T-H-V-O-I-T-A, or at Matthew Lissy, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-L-I-S-S-Y, because we want you to follow us. <laughs> you can also hit us up on Facebook, hit us up on Instagram, uh, whatever you do, we enjoy thoroughly hearing back from our listeners. And today's going to be an interesting podcast because March Madness is right around the corner. Selection Sunday is just a week and a half away, and then the NCAA tournament starts so as the tournament begins, and as Suns fans who are going to have a lottery pick, we figured we'd take some time out and, and talk about some of those players who should keep an eye on. Who are we going to be watching in the NCAA tournament who may end up donning the purple and orange? So mm-hmm. without further ado, I think it would only be right to crack open a beer and prepare for the NBA draft. NBA draft is about 150-something days away, and March Madness is just a couple weeks away. So the Suns Report podcast thought we'd take the time out and just give you a little bit of information on some players who are going to be playing in March Madness who you should keep an eye on. Matthew, how much college basketball would you say you watch in one college basketball season? So if I turn the TV on Mm -hmm. and there's a college basketball game, turn it off. Or switch a channel. So I think maybe... (laughs) You just turn it right off? Yeah. No. (laughs) Probably 20 seconds. I mean, everyone knows that college basketball is taking a dip this year. It's There's nothing really to watch. There's not a whole lot of players where you're excited to watch like a Zion. Mm -hmm. So for me, I've only watched 20 seconds. What about you, man? I probably have watched 13 seconds. No, I'm lying. I watched the end of a... Baylor was playing mm-hmm. last week against TCU, and Baylor was the number two team in the country. I'm like, okay, I'll yeah. tune in. I'll watch this. We're getting towards the conference term, and then Baylor loses. I'm like, oh, this is the number two team in the country, huh? This yeah. is why I don't watch college basketball. <laughs> I'm not a huge college basketball fan for a couple different reasons. One, I watch so much basketball and baseball and football. I mean, it's it's hard to dedicate it time is. to yeah. a whole other sport. XFL. XFL. I'm picking up those games. I'm <laughs> yeah. with it. Another reason I'm not a big fan of college basketball is it's not as entertaining as it was when I was a child. Growing up, these guys stayed for three or four years, and you got to know who they were. Mm -hmm. Christian Leitner, you hated him. You hated Grant Hill. From a U of A standpoint, you're like, oh, Damon Stoudemire, Mike Bibby, all these guys who were there for like three or four years. So they they had identities. They had rivalries. Now it's just all this one-and-done stuff where it's just not as entertaining because you don't know the players. College football. I absolutely love college football. Why? Because if Notre Dame has a freshman quarterback, I know I get to watch this guy for three to four more years and develop a relationship mm-hmm. with that player and their style of play. So that really hurts. And I, I'm not a big fan of the the style of play that college basketball yeah. uh, provides because 
it is a very technical game. It is a coach game. It's a pass, a pass, a lot of zone defense, high screens. Yeah. It's not as fast-paced as the NBA. So uh, I hope after all of that explanation of college basketball, you're still listening. Yeah, <laughs> but actually, that I didn't turn you off to the fact that you know I don't watch any college basketball. Missing, I mean, not even going to a game though, kind of sucks because I've never gone to a college basketball game. But I well, feel those like it's, are fun. it's the best thing to go to. It is going to an ASU yeah. game is really fun. Being this time where we're gonna start looking to the draft, it is kind of exciting to get to know these players. This is usually earlier we start to do this in the season for the Suns, but yeah. now is a time where you you pick some guys out and you're like, okay, this is a guy I'm gonna be excited to watch in the tournament. Yes. Something to root for, someone just to study. And you can usually pick up on a few things. Like, I know you can't really tell the Suns themselves, like, hey, look at this guy. Like, look at his intangibles. Mm-hmm. But, like, you get a you get a good feel for it. It's just like watching Shea Gilders Alexander. Yes. And you notice within 10 minutes of watching him, this guy is going to be good. Mm-hmm. And that's what is fun about the tournament for me is you're like, is this guy going to be good or not? You can kind of tell if they can transform their game into the NBA. Yes. Watching as much basketball, pro basketball, that we do, you can spot some of those yeah. indicators that showcase whether or not they're going to be a talent in the NBA. I typically start watching college basketball every year during the conference championships because everybody does a bracket and I want to have some sort of knowledge going into the tournament of who these guys are and what these teams are capable of. Uh, I will say last year I did win my tournament pool. I did pick Virginia, Ty Jerome's Virginia. I picked them <laughs> yeah. to win the championship and I think everybody picked Duke and Zion. So it was yeah. easy. Once the Duke lost, I would like I had won. But that's what this podcast is. It's kind of like a handshake. Yeah. It's saying, hey, what's the name of this player? Let's, let's get to know him. Shake his hand. Say, hey, how you doing? So what's interesting about this upcoming draft is I don't really feel that there's a lot of players who are franchise changers. You don't have the Zions in this draft. You don't have the Lucas and DeAndre Aytons and Trey Youngs in this draft. But you have some really solid players. As I've gone through and I've researched a lot of these players... I'm like, okay, these are guys who may eventually get an all-star game or two. Are there any all-NBA guys in this draft? Perhaps not. This might be one of those bunk drafts that we come across every few years. But at the same time, there's still a lot of talent in there. Mm -hmm. And this is an opportunity to get to know some of that talent. So without further ado, Matthew and I have both picked out a few different players to keep an eye on as the March Madness tournament starts here in a couple of weeks. So before we go into those guys, I will say there are a few international players who we're not going to have the opportunity to see in the March Madness tournament. Are there any international players that you'd like to talk about real quick? Yeah, yeah. There, of course, the, the main guy's the mellow ball. Yeah. Playing in Australia, yep, yep. the NBL. Um, Which is a one of the best basketball leagues in the mm-hmm. entire... I, I think the Euro League is number two. NBL is number three yeah. when it comes to validity of a league. So to see somebody perform in that league is impressive. So what do you got on LaMelo? So LaMelo, I mean, he's been playing basketball 24-7 mm-hmm. since he was a baby. He was born and bred to play in the NBA, basically. <laughs> yeah. Lonzo Ball will tell you LaMelo Ball is going to be the best ball out of them all. He has great size. I didn't know he was 6'8". He's a 6'8 point guard, man. Yeah. And they compare him to Anthony Hardway. Mm, okay. Yeah, okay. Anthony Hardway. But he's quick. He's a great shooter. Uh, really great passer, too, man. And that's one thing that Lonzo had. But I didn't know LaMelo would have. But I guess he's kind of evolved that into his game to where he's a great passer. Because he's averaging 17 points, 7 assists, and 7 rebounds in the NBL in 12 games. But for me, I hope... I You said no franchise changers. 
I think this guy can be. I think this guy has the potential to be an all-star consistently. There's there's two two or three guys in this draft who I feel could be really solid franchise, I wouldn't say changers, but really assist franchise. LaMelo Ball is definitely one of those, I feel. Yeah. No, he definitely is. And there's a team that I kind of want him to go on. And it would Which be team is? the Atlanta Hawks. I feel like he would be great with Trey Young. Mm-hmm. I know Trey Young's a he's gonna have most of the ball handling. Mm-hmm. But him and Lamel would be great to watch in the That would court. be exciting. But basketball. you know who he's gonna go to? The Washington what? Wizards. That's where I really think he's gonna get picked really? up. At. Yeah. I think the Wizards are gonna slide down because the way it is in the NBA, yeah. the draft's fixed. I don't care what anybody thinks, it's fixed <laughs> so that the talent is spread out. Right now, the Wizards need a point guard. They need someone fresh, someone great. They're not going to get it in free agency. So LaMelo Ball will go to the Wizards. Okay. Calling it, calling your shot here yep. first. A couple other things on LaMelo Ball. One, I saw the comparison of like a six foot eight Jason Williams. So mm-hmm. again, he's got the playmaking ability. I think the challenge for LaMelo Ball is he plays zero defense. He's an all offensive guy. Who does so, though anymore? Yeah, but still, I mean, when yeah. you're when you're going to the draft, I've got like three guys in this draft who are really good defenders. Yeah, I think one of the reasons that this draft isn't very sexy is because you have some really good defenders in this draft. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of guys who are going to put up forty points a game, but some guys who can be potential lockdown, maybe bench players or maybe eventually starters who are playing lockdown defense. I agree. So, a couple other guys internationally that I like to shout out. One that I actually have seen the Suns kind of link to is. Killian Hayes. He's a skilled combo guard and he's got big time ability. He's from France. He's six foot five. He's a, uh, the comparison's like a creative Dante Exum. So somebody who's not really, you're like, oh, wow, he's great on the team, but potentially somebody who uh, has a lot of promise. He's 18 and he's been playing in the Euro League for a couple seasons already. Okay. So not putting up great stats, but still playing in that league, playing amongst men since he was 16. Mm-hmm. So somebody who internationally, is you might want to keep an eye out for. The other guy that a lot of people have been talking about internationally, and I really don't know why, is this guy from uh, the EuroLeague, Denny Avidja. <laughs> Denny A. Denny Avidja, or whatever. I don't yeah, know how to say exactly tried. his last name, but I'm sure by the time the draft comes around, we will. And this is somebody, he's a six foot eight small forward. Everybody's comparing him to Luka Doncic, which I just think is bullshit. I mean, I think one, Luka Doncic is like a generational player. And two, Luka Doncic was in the EuroLeague winning the MVP. Yeah, This guy just plays in the EuroLeague and yeah. is technically sound. Uh, his comparison is more like a Danny Granger. So a shooter. That's not always good. Yeah, not always good. Yeah. But still, that's, you know, that's the depth of this draft. But you, that's yeah. a name that you're going to hear a lot is Denny A., because I, that's what's going to happen now. Is now we're actually going to look into the Euroleague because of Luka. Exactly. But that was Luka gonna, what was, I was going to say. Luka, I mean, no one would have known that he would have been this great this quick where everything's just so easy for oh, him. Oh, yeah. But uh, uh, a lot I, of teams are going to be doing this now. And they're going to be a lot of hit and misses. That's exactly right. A lot of misses more than hits. It, because now they're going to go into the Euroleague. Yes. Like, oh, well, they've been playing amongst men. They're 18-year-old. Just well, like I said, you know, for Killian Hayes. Yeah. That's the same thing. Well, he's been playing amongst men. It's like, yeah, but he wasn't winning the MVP like Luca was. Yeah. So as far as players who play in the NCAA, who are a couple guys that you were keying in on during the March Madness that, as Suns fans, we should take interest in? So this guy is actually not playing in March Madness, but he's a player where we were talking about Hassan Whiteside earlier in the week, where he can maybe be a backup center for DeAndre Ayton. So you're talking about Wiseman, right? Yeah, James Wiseman, 7-1 center. But the thing is, he brings defense. And I know you were talking about that earlier, too. He's very quick, defensive player. Obviously, he's not playing in the, in the tournament, but this is a guy where he might slide down. I don't know where the Suns are going to pick. 
they'll probably slide up now this year now that there's bullshit players and we'll get like the third pick. <laughs> so maybe it's someone we can land on and get a backup center because like we talked about, Aaron Baines is probably going to be gone. Mm-hmm. So we can get someone Not like... probably. That dude's gone. Yeah, he's gone. So it's like, let's fill that void with a young guy. Someone that's, that has a defensive mentality and that's big and long that can mm-hmm. help on that end to when DeAndre's on the, on the bench. Well, I think that, you know, one, it's unfortunate. And again, another reason why this draft is so tough is one, you have a lot of international players and two, you have a lot of guys who are either a injured or B stop playing to prep for the NBA draft. And that's what Wiseman did. He said in like December, okay, one, he had a lot of controversy coming into Memphis. So, the NCAA suspended him for the first few games as they were investigating whether or not he received, I don't know, like a Cadillac. It's always some Escalade or something. Yeah. Uh, and then he finally did get on the court. He looked amazing. Seven foot one. He's like DeAndre Ayton, but bigger. More defensive-minded than Ayton initially was. Definitely doesn't have the polish of an offensive game mm-hmm. that DeAndre Ayton has. So, again, somebody we won't see in the tournament itself, but somebody who's definitely... I mean, he's going first or second in the draft. So I doubt the Suns will have a shot at him unless something happens. It's funny. Every draft was a lot of good players. I feel like the Suns trade down. And this will be the one year we trade up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like we get the 10th pick. Like, no, 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 four. Uh-huh. You know, but James Wiseman's a, a phenomenal talent defensively. He has a lot of work to do on his offensive game. One guy who I'm really excited to see come out in the draft. And again, another guy who I don't know if he's going to be playing March Madness because Georgia right now is 15 and 15, so I highly doubt it. But that's Anthony (laughs) Edwards from Georgia. Okay. This kid is a beast. He's probably the most well-rounded player coming out in the draft, I would say. If you look at Anthony Edwards, he's a six foot five freshman shooting guard from the University of Georgia. A lot of people are comparing him to like Oladipo. He's a bigger Oladipo. He's got a fantastic offensive skill set. He's probably going to be the first or second pick. But again, he's somebody who's just so tantalizing and has such an elite scoring ability already that it's a name you're going to definitely hear. So if you hear Anthony Edwards, don't think of the bald guy from ER. Think of Mm. this kid coming out of Georgia. Yeah. And that'd be cool to have a backup because we, the Suns need that. I know we're like kind of thinking... We are both on the same page. We're probably going to trade the pick. Hopefully well, yeah. the Suns don't even draft anybody. <laughs> but to have a good backup shooting guard or point guard to come in would be fantastic for the Suns, man. Well, here's here's a fun game to play real quick. Okay, Tankathon. I'm sure we've all heard of this website. Yes, because we've been there. <laughs> a little, pro- probably a little too long. Yeah. But let's play a quick game, okay? I'm going to press Sim Lottery. And it's going to tell me where the Suns pick ends up. We're going to do this three times. Okay. Based on where that pick ends up, we'll say what we should do with that with that pick. So the first time I press it, the Suns, the 10th overall pick. If the Suns have the 10th pick in the draft. What should they do with it? Trade. Okay. Let's try it a second time. 10th pick again. Trade. I think that's a trade. And third time, Suns, the 11th pick. What should we do with the 11th pick? Keep it. Oh, yeah. Sure, Bullshit. Yeah. No, trade. Yeah, <laughs> they're definitely going to trade. They're not even interested in this draft at all. Unless something happens to where they fall. But like I said, it's fixed. So the Suns aren't going to fall because they have their team in place. But this this is a pick we're not going to have. I just really like talking about players that we're going to see in the draft. Because in the NBA, draft night is a huge night. And you see that in the NFL. The NFL, there's hundreds and thousands of people that go to the draft. They're like outside in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Now the NBA, of course, it's been this way for a little bit. But it's becoming a big thing. To where you watch both rounds, and it's just uh, consistent, like, who is this player? I want to see what this player does, and see how they actually pan out. And I just want to ask a question, too. Um, This year, 
from last year's picks. Are you happy with what the Suns did with getting Cam Johnson now? Oh, absolutely. We yeah. we nailed the last draft. Even some players that, you know, the prediction the Suns would get like a Jarrett Culver. I would rather have Cam Johnson. I would too. Uh, would he, fit, have, he fit what we needed. Yeah, exactly. Kobe White. We traded out of the pick yeah, to get Kobe White. Yeah, so glad I don't I have don't, Kobe White. Exactly. So- wow. Wow. Wow, bro. That's crazy. But <laughs> just saying that just proves to me I feel like the Suns know what they're doing now. I trust James Jones so much in this offseason, really, to trade that pick, get something back for it, and hopefully that's something that we can throw into Orlando. Like, hey, you can take this pick. Let's take Aaron Gordon. We'll give you, like, Sarich. So... It's just fun to talk about these picks because I'm still going to watch draft night. Even Hell if the yeah, Suns don't pick anybody. Because I want to see these players evolve into something. That's just mm-hmm. something of being an NBA fan. And mm-hmm. um, But really quick, one player that's not going to be in the draft, who actually signed with the G League team with the OKC Thunder, is uh, Leangelo Ball. Yeah, Leangelo Ball's with yeah, them now. Yeah, practice team. Yeah. So it's just funny because out of the three ball players, of course, he's the one that's not the greatest. Mm-hmm. But do you see the balls ever getting together on the same team? No, because it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Like, let's have three point guards. Yeah, exactly. Who can't man. play. The one disadvantage of LaMelo Ball getting yeah. drafted is Lonzo, or uh, LaVar's fucking back. Yeah. We got to hear from LaVar all over again. And We do. And I'm not he's a fan already, of that. He's already like on first take and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's still entertaining. Though. It's entertainment. I get <laughs> it. But, I mean, that's the one disadvantage yeah. of having that. So, we're talking about, man. I mean, March Madness. There is one player, though. There's you? one player I'm really excited to see because I feel like Should the Suns. Should we say it on one, two, three? We can try it. I don't know if it's the same Ready? guy. Ready? One, two, three. Obi Toppin. <laughs> okay, so Nico Mannion. Okay, yeah. so I mean, tell me about Nico Mannion. So he's actually going to be playing in the tournament. We can watch <laughs> him. Um, but his comparison is to Derek White. So a lot of these draft places, uh, DraftNet, they'll compare it to a player. And we talked about um, Lamelo Ball was compared to Anthony Hardway. This guy is compared to Derek White. Who is that? I don't know. But Nico Mannion. <laughs> Nico Mannion scoring 14 points a game. A great jump shot. Great intangibles. Love to see that in a player. Uh, he's my most noted player noted player to watch because I haven't seen him yet. And plus, he's a redhead, so it, it's pretty cool to see a guy that looks like him playing in a great way. Um, who's your guy again? Mine's Obi Toppin. Okay. This guy is, one, he plays for Dayton, and Dayton's, what, like 29-2. and two. So they are a great team. You're definitely going to see a lot of them. He's a big power forward, mm-hmm. and I think that he's somebody who, in a lot of mock drafts, he's going about between the 7 and 10 range. Yeah. So if the Suns do get above 10 and they have a shot at this guy, it's actually somebody I wouldn't mind seeing them draft. Because if, if you go to like Tankathon, it'll give you a profile of a player and it'll tell you their yeah. strengths and their weaknesses. When you talk about Nico Mannion, he's got like two strengths and the rest are all weaknesses. Because the problem with Nico Mannion is he's redheaded. No, the problem, <laughs> the problem with Nico Mannion is he's kind of like a Ty Jerome. He's not super athletic. He definitely sees the floor very well, but he's again, he's a guy who's not super athletic and is very raw. He's a freshman. Last year, he was playing at Pinnacle High School in in, uh, Phoenix. But you look at Obi Toppin, his true shooting percentage is a plus. His effective field goal percentage is a plus. His win shares, his his PR, his points, his fouls. His only weaknesses are offensive rebounds and uh, his free throw rate. So the dude's huge. You you take a look at him. He's 22 years old. So he's not like Nico. He's not one of those like 18, 19-year-old guys. He's more along that lines of Cam Johnson. He's a guy who's got a lot of girth to him and a lot of strength and a lot of age to him and experience playing for Dayton. Ooh, we, so, like, we like that. Yeah, Here we do. Phoenix, and, we love well, that and, and he's a 22-year-old sophomore. So 
Yeah. Again, I think that he's somebody who, if the Suns have a shot to take him, I definitely think they should. Another guy that I'm interested in seeing in the draft is again another power forward slash center, and this is the six foot nine Onika. God, these guys fucking names. Onika. Like the problem with this draft is you can't say any of these guys freaking names. You know, when it's like Lonzo Ball, Darren Fox, yeah. DeAndre Ayton, it's easy to say this guy's name is like Onika Okongwu. I know his last name's Okongwu. Okay. Okay. He plays for USC, the University of Spoiled Children. And he has a lot of, again, really good strengths, blocks, wind shears, his steals, his offensive rebounds, his defensive rebounds, his only stat weakness, and I'm okay with that for a six foot nine power forward slash center, is his like assists and his assist to turnover ratio. Mm-hmm. He's another big body over at SC who again could assist the Suns in the draft. I feel like with this draft, the way it's gonna go is the Suns are gonna end up with like the, the ninth to eleventh pick, right in there. And a lot of foreign players are going to go at the front end. Wiseman will go. Anthony Edwards will go. And then a lot of those international players will go. It'll be LaMelo Ball. It'll be Killian Hayes. It'll be the, the kid from Israel who's playing over in the Euro League. Those guys will go, and that'll be the next wave of yeah. Euro players coming over because the Luka Doncic effect. And then you're going to have some really good players sitting there right where we're at. So I still think, at the end of the day, the Suns should trade the asset. But if they don't trade the asset, these are a couple guys I really want to see play in the tournament and really am excited. Obi Toppin's the guy I like. I can't wait to watch play in high-level competition because I mm-hmm. think that he's going to be somebody who will fit in with us ideally. Is there anybody else you think we should watch in this draft? You know, I'm not going to know until actually the tournament starts, to be honest, yep. just because there's a lot of players I don't know yet. And we just talked about I'd only watched 20 seconds of college basketball. But... <laughs> The best, the best part about the tournament is you get to learn these players. You get to know who they are. So I think on the next episode, whenever we do this again, it might be in a couple of weeks when the oh, tournament yeah, when starts. Oh yeah, when the tournament started. Well, well, we can go over players and just like what we think because we'll actually have an eye on it. And that's the most important thing is the eye test. Mm-hmm. There's a couple other guys. There's uh, Isaac Okoro. He's a six foot six forward from Auburn. He's somebody to keep an eye on. Cole Anthony from the University of North Carolina. He's probably the most well-rounded scorer coming out of the draft. Uh, the problem is he's just injury prone. He's has an- a couple ankle injuries this year. So you haven't seen a lot of him. This is what shows you that this draft is not a great draft. In the top 10, if you go through a lot of mock drafts, you don't see anybody from Duke. Cole Anthony's the only guy from the University of North Carolina. No one from Kansas. No one from Kentucky. The Blue Bloods of the NCAA aren't producing superstars this year yeah. that just shows you the talent that's coming out in this draft well that just shows the change too in ncaa where players are going to end up signing with like the g league mm-hmm. or playing overseas just yep. fo- focusing on basketball because to go back to like donovan mitchell where they asked him like how did you become such a great player so quickly he's like because all i do is play basketball so yep. that's what these players want to do it's mm-hmm. like why do you need school i mean yeah. you, i don't need to learn about you're one, not even, one year of geology exactly so you're not gonna remember anything you learn you just need to focus on basketball because that's what you want to do and that's what you want to do for the rest of your life mm-hmm. well again this has been the sun's report giving you just a handshake if you will as yeah. we head into the ncaa tournament again you look at the top draft picks, a lot of them you're not going to see in this tournament, unfortunately. Yeah. You're going to see some players. You're going to see some good team play. The tournament's always excited. But as a Suns fan, as you can see, not a lot of guys to really look out for. But again, this is our first opportunity to talk about the NCAA tournament. So we just wanted to kind of get comfortable with it. We hope that uh, you enjoyed getting comfortable with it uh, long, uh, alongside us. A lot of you out there probably watch a lot of college basketball and you think we're a couple of idiots. 
Well, yeah. you might be right when it comes You're to... You're totally right on that. <laughs> we're not the NCAA report. We're the Suns report. <laughs> so, But again, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Follow the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network. That's all I got to talk about NCAA today. Everyone have a great Taco Tuesday. And this is Matthew signing out, saying uh, go home and love your family. Yeah.